This is Tom Svigoski, and you're listening to Sci-Fi Saturday Night, and I'm not wearing any pants. We will begin a mass invasion. We'll tell your people to surrender now and avoid war. Don't think you can be so easily! It is now time for us to put Earth under our roof. It's your sacred duty to tell us the truth. Confess, confess, and we will give you witchcraft. Can overrun the entire world? We cannot be defeated. We have never been defeated. That is the message to bring your people. Yeah, they're dead. They're all messed up. Five by Saturday night. It's Talkcast 130, and it's Seafood Night here on Sci-Fi Saturday Night. Deep in Area 51 at the sub-level 27 Merchant Marine Hologram Memorial Bowling Lanes and Raw Bar, I am the Dome. Joining the talk cast tonight are the usual suspects in the Revere Time Vortex Soundboard Vixen and official Dangerous Catch actress, captain of the Jolly Rancher itself, Kriana. I enjoy sushi, if you know what I mean. From the Four Color Vault of Comics in Manchester, New Hampshire, the man who invented Swordfish Sushi, it's Illustrator X. Aquaman ain't so bad. <laughs> yes, he is. <laughs> and his lovely ingenue, the vampire seahorse herself, dainty and bloodthirsty, the dead redhead. Actually, I'm the little mermaid. <laughs> oh, my. <laughs> And, of course, from the outpost Gallifrey Nymphomania Catch and Release Center in the Sargasso Sea, just south of the Howard Stern rest stop in the Bermuda Triangle, the man who once played a marathon event of Name That Smell for 17 consecutive hours because he was in it to win it. It's Awake by Java. Hot like wasabi when I bust rhymes. Big, big like Leanne rhymes because I'm all about value. Okay, we have to cut that. Uh-oh. Whoa! What? <laughs> Are you kidding me? <laughs> yeah, no, I'm not kidding you at all. We have to cut that. <laughs> <laughs> Joining us tonight is Dave Gordon, steampunk artist, returning. Dave, how are you? I'm doing pretty good. Uh, considering what we're going through, I'm proud of you for sticking with us. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. Dave is going to talk about the Steampunk City exhibition that's going on in early May. He's going to talk about his involvement with it, what you can see, where you can go, and the cool stuff that's going to be there. But before we get to that, we're going to do what we do every Saturday, and that is start as... Oh, well, you know what? Cartoons suck now. They used to be really good. Now they just... (laughs) They're such an old man. That's right. (laughs) So, oh, by the way, bite me. (laughs) Let's start where we always start with this week's Facebook poll. Dead Redhead, who, by the way, was the world's greatest sci-fi visionary. Before we talk about that, I just want to mention there was a technical glitch in this week's poll. Yes, there was. Facebook was acting like... uh, Facebook is a bitch this week. Like Skype, yeah. (laughs) And 
Unfortunately, and it switched no, over it, because it didn't even look when I first created the poll. It didn't even look like it did before. And I thought, oh, well, they kind of upgraded it. It looks nicer. And then you couldn't add anything and you could only vote for one at a time. And it was, yeah, messed up. So, uh, um, um, guy who owns Facebook, uh, cut the shit. Damn you, Zuck. That's, That's right. right. <laughs> How do you spend one billion dollars on Instagram and your own damn site doesn't work? That's right. <laughs> Why isn't your board asking you this question? Good point. Well so, But we did ask, who's the greatest sci-fi visionary? Say that ten times fast after you've we had your... We dare you. And, <laughs> and so... Very we literary. Asked, very literary this week. Very literary. And especially our top three. And coming in at number three was a favorite here at Sci-Fi Saturday Night, Robert A. Heinlein. Oh, absolutely. Um, definitely a favorite. We've talked about him on the show and so forth. Um, and would anybody you, like to, to if, jump in with some of his visionary things? If you don't know oh. who he is, turn off this podcast. Go to a fucking <laughs> bookstore. <laughs> Thank Go you. Go look it up. Okay. Right. <laughs> like, what are you doing here? What are you doing? Do us a favor. <laughs> go to the fucking Kindle store, iBooks, whatever. It doesn't matter. Just go somewhere. And then... Buy every book he's ever written and spend <laughs> the rest of your life reading them all. And when you're done, be in awe. That's it. Just be more awesome than you were, at least. Yeah, he's not bad. No. <laughs> <laughs> so, why is he Visionary X? Um, I don't know. It's you know he's got that whole Alan Dean Foster thing going, I guess. Oh, I'm gonna shoot you, <laughs> Alan Dean Foster! Oh my! This is a virtuous shoe that just hit you in the head. Really? Because I think he was a visionary because he wrote about dare. cats. Don't you dare, Alan Dean Foster, Robert Heinlein. Mm. Oh. Oh. See, mine went right over his head. I think he's a visionary because he wrote about. And, and speaking of I driving people, I can has walked through walls. <laughs> he invented lolcats. Yeah, he kind of did actually. He's a fucking visionary for inventing lolcats. <laughs> I like invented lolcats. You heard it here on Saturday Night First. What about um, at, at number two, another favorite of the show, Philip K. Dick. Meh. <laughs> <laughs> Joan, would you like to tell people a few reasons why he's a visionary? Oh, just watch Blade Runner until your eyes bleed. We'll start there. Or, <laughs> alternatively, just kill yourself. No, don't kill yourself. Oh, no. no. <laughs> You'll no. enjoy it more. You will enjoy it more just killing yourself. Trust PKD me. was perhaps one of the inventors of the dystopian format. He took it to such a beautiful... Chilling extreme. No, I don't think so. Uh, I kind of do. He had the most intense visions of the future I've ever read, but it's yeah. like and depressing and making you want to kill yourself, and not in the cool yeah. way that Poe did, in like, the just ugly, depressing way. I'm not it really sure that either Heinlein or or Dick are visionary. They were fantastic authors, but visionary. What's our number one? Well, our number one, however, is very visionary, and that is H.G. Wells. Okay, this whole thing was stupid because Asimov didn't win. And, and, and <laughs> you know, and where's Jules Verne on this? Jules Verne 
was we figured somebody would add them and then it's and then they couldn't <laughs> oh so so i bet people just wanted to vote for isaac asimov and other people and then facebook screwed them over I right. actually, it's true. It's I'm, true. I'm very impressed that um, all three of these folks are authors. That uh, George Lucas, yeah, uh, thank God, oh my Roddenberry, no. Rod, Gene Roddenberry were not even close on this. Uh, we have a very literate audience, and that's nice to see. Yay! Well, audience. okay, though, but when I when I voted, there weren't too many people voting, and I kind of feel like the choices were primed towards authors. Well, again, the problem was that, you know, there were a number of people who in the comments mentioned, I would have liked to have added yep. other yep. people. Uh, so well, so and, is and Facebook finally, disabled adding now, or was it just like a glitch? Not sure. No, when I was setting it up, it usually has a little place for you to mark, so the, you can say... The real thing is... Other, wait, 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 Java. <laughs> <laughs> when you go to set it up, there's a little place yeah. you can mark, and it says you can uh, let other people add. And it wasn't there last Saturday night. It just wasn't there. Those Are you bastards. saying technology can fail us? Technology can be a fickle bitch. How's that? <laughs> so can Illustrator the, the X. <laughs> <laughs> the thing about science fiction is that it has it has been in you know a very literary pursuit. It has and and the visionaries who are usually the early authors uh, or or the early creators in a, in a genre um, in, for science fiction were definitely authors, especially the short story authors from the magazines in the, sure. you know, 20s That's and 30s. And, and the, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Like absolutely. Asimov? Just like saying. Asimov and, and you know. I know, I voted for him. <laughs> it, it's it's As interesting to me that, that I think what's more interesting to me about the poll is that um, people s seem to have chosen authors that they like or identify with. Or, or I, I really don't think that that either Dick or um, Heinlein was visionary in their view of science fiction. I don't think they, you know, were adding new things. I think they were looking at things in a different way and possibly, um, you know, writing about things. From a perspective that made them it real to a population, especially during the time that they were writing. He invented the vision. damn laws of robotics. How much more fucking visionary do you want to get? <laughs> yeah, yeah Arthur C. Clarke invented the communication Burn. satellite. He actually did something. Ben Bova and the elevator thing? He was visionary. Yeah. Well, yeah, and you know, it's funny that H.G. Wells won because, you know, it that's a great lip service move, but I'm not sure how many people actually like reading. Oh my god, our fans are hipsters! <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, are we surprised? Not really, no. We're a podcast. <laughs> not really. <laughs> that's true. That's true. I, I think it's the creators of Warehouse 13 just kind of stuff the ballot here, getting ready for the new season. Kriana, don't you want to meet that at H.G. Wells? Oh my god, yeah. Well, there we go. <laughs> I knew you'd say that. Well, wouldn't you? <laughs> well, just to say hello. I don't think anyone would. Yeah, say hello. That's code, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> it is for me. Code hey, for get sex. Lost uh, the night together. <laughs> oh, baby. So, well, while we're talking you know about the guy who invented the, the laws of robotics, possibly the worst movie made from uh, a science fiction novel, iRobot. Oh, yeah. 
Uh-oh. Another another Will Smith fiasco. Why would you bring that up? Well, the reason yeah. I'm bringing it up is because they're now going to bring it out for the third time in Blu-ray, but this time it will be in Blu-ray 3D, so it can suck and give you a headache. Dear whoever made that decision, please kill yourself. Kriana, I'm seeing a theme tonight. <laughs> really? I had no idea. Yeah, I'm sensing a theme there. Absolutely. There's a lot of rage in this room. <laughs> I had a bad day, man. We're going into Boston with a with a with a lot of energy, and it's mostly negative. <laughs> hey, Boston is is a city filled if, with if nothing else rage. Let's face it: if there's a sporting event and we lose, we riot, and if we win, we also riot. <laughs> Oh, that's true. <laughs> so, I mean, Boston has some good range going. Well, look what Boston best known for. Starting a fire <laughs> on a ship because of a tea tax. Yeah. <laughs> we get fucking mad about weird shit. Sorry. That's, that's what, what well, it is. Well, a close runner-up would be it's known for the Boston Comic Con. That's very true. Oh, if my God. Here we go. you're listening to this... This weekend, you can still you still have all Sunday to meet the Sci-Fi Saturday Night cast. <laughs> oh, that's true. Yes, and Saturday. And, uh, unfortunately, unfortunately, it, it, that's because Saturday is sold out, right? No, that's, that's right. because this is airing on Saturday. So if they're listening to it and they right. haven't already been, they've kind of missed, missed their it. chance. They, they left if you're the show early so they could go hear this. If you're listening right now, we're all out drinking. <laughs> <laughs> I invite you to try to find us. Holy crap, you're absolutely right, however. Break out code runners, see where it takes you. <laughs> so, so away, if from they were the anger, away from the anger, I did want to put out, I'm a little bit in mourning at this point. Mm. Because, because, oh, I think there's going to be rage in this one anyway. Uh, yeah, we we, we found out rage. today that the original Barnabas Collins. Not the kind of hot one, the original one. The original one. Hey, he was hot for his time. Oh, you know, I've never seen him, like so... <laughs> Johnny Depp certainly doesn't qualify. So Jonathan Frid has gone on to that great vampire ball in the sky. I already had a coffin. Yeah, I was going to say, you can't really say coffin in the sky, because he's got a coffin right here. Waiting for it, waiting for it. And I couldn't decide whether Jonathan Frid had died because he happened to see the, the trailer and he decided he could pass on the torch, or he saw the trailer and he dropped dead from embarrassment. I'm not sure which. Uh, I, you know what? I, I don't watch trailers, and I saw the trailer, and I thought it was awesome. I'm going to go Thanks. see that movie. Really? Really? I, I thought it was funny. I have, I have never seen Dark Shadows. But it should be funny! I don't care. I think it looks hilarious, and that's good enough for me. Johnny Depp makes me laugh because he's such a silly person. <laughs> well, Java, you, know you are also so a silly person. Java, what if I, I very rarely agree with your attitude, but on this one, I think you're right. And I did see the original Dark Shadows, and I, they, you know, it was kind of boring for me. No, you know what it reminded me. You know what Wait. it reminded me of? What? Uh, uh, Yankee in King Arthur's Court. That's what it reminded me of. You know this this whole out of place, out of time Fish type of, of situation. Well, that's true. Yeah. That's true. And and but I Java. don't know. I mean, whether or not it's it's you know respectful of the original material, I don't care. I really I don't. So, 
So, um, in the Walternate universe, then, when, um, <laughs> when Ender's Game, the comedy series starring Will Smith, comes out, <laughs> you will have no problem with that whatsoever. It'd be better than the original. <laughs> Go, Creon. Oh, the rage. You know what? They should make a Hunger Games musical. It would probably improve it. You know what? I think that a Hunger Games musical is probably the best idea I've heard all week. I think it would be awesome. Let's do it. Kickstarter, let's go! Hunger Games. Yes. With Julie Andrews as Katniss. Yes. Oh. No, 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 no. The girl from Glee. Yes, with no. Lee Michelle as Katniss. And that, and that guy with the big mouth is PETA. <laughs> Trouty no. Mouth, you're PETA. So, you and I will go see Dark Shadows together. You got Just it, honey. Betty, I may have to take my Kleenex with me. It's okay. If you cry, I will understand. But I got to tell you, you know, I, I couldn't take this whole, you know, rebooting Dark Shadows seriously anyway. And I mean, Depp's twist on it looks to be really funny. And if it ends up being a, a comedy... It's going to be better than anything George Hamilton ever did in, you know, Love at First Bite. Oh! Can we just it's, go back to the Hunger be... Games for a minute? Because I always get really hungry when I hear the name PETA, and who names their character after bread anyway? <laughs> just makes me crave hummus! <laughs> funny, funny side note. What's the deal with that? The, um, the Hunger Games names have been popular recently with babies. Yep. People have been naming their babies after. You talked about that too. Except for Cass. We did, yeah, we we did talk about that, and we were like, "Why? Why? <laughs> Especially like, who would name your kid after bread? Like seriously, Peta. Well, you know, Peta Wilson. I, I mean, about Rue. How I feel about Rue. I mean, Rue is a good shortened name, like in RuPaul, and you call them Rue or something. Oh, but, oh Kanga. Know. Why are you so shiny? <laughs> <laughs> Drag Race oh, Solidarity, oh. Dead Redhead. Yes. <laughs> I don't actually get logo anymore. It's really so oh, It's I'm so sorry. sad. It is. It's been good this season. Damn it. I will in no way illegally download that. Absolutely not. No, I know you wouldn't dare do that. No. Okay, so in movies that we're wondering why they're going to happen... We can start with Sin City 2, Electric Boogaloo. Oh, uh, I disagree. A game to kill for. Yeah, I knew you would disagree because you actually... Because Sin enjoyed. City 1 was so amazing. It was? It wasn't amazing, but it was It was, It was. was interesting. And I think that Elijah Wood in that movie was about the creepiest thing I've ever seen. Absolutely. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Lord of the Rings didn't creep you out at all? <laughs> Elijah Wood is creepy on his own. He is I, I was only like... That. Gay Hobbit sex didn't creep you out. Like, if, if that ain't gonna creep you out, nothing will. Oh my! What's creepy about that? I don't see anything wrong with that. Mm. That, that sounds like a recreational oh, afternoon. <laughs> it's the feet that get me. Feet. <laughs> oh, good lord! Yeah, the whole wow. thing. Well, you know what? There is hope, though, because scientists... Oh, I'm so happy. Uh-oh. Scientists <laughs> Gandalf week, has to have an entirely new line. They invented the real sonic screwdriver. Okay. What did I tell you about science fact articles? Just stop trying. What about them? 
Just stop They're trying. wonderful. Okay, so explain to me why this is a real sonic screwdriver. What the hell does it do? Oh, I don't care. It, it, just means that, <laughs> it just means that there's a checklist, and it's like, first we try sonic screwdriver, next a TARDIS. Didn't have to try that at the Playboy Mansion already? <laughs> <laughs> I'm filthy tonight. I, evidently, yeah. <laughs> there we go. But the... I guess, no, I guess the whole purpose of it is to do ultrasonic operations and, and surgeries and so forth. So it's not actually a screwdriver. Oh, it is. I mean, you know. Really? It, it can insert what a screw? What does it screw? And, uh... <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for not saying who, but we're good there. Well, it is who, the patient. And doctors have a long history of that. So there's no actual screw involved. So it's not I'm actually sure. a screw driver. It's more like a blade? It's more like... Look. It's... <laughs> look, you fell for a sensationalist headline. Sorry, look, Illustrator X. Just oh, stop boy. trying. <laughs> okay. So, hey, who's up to watch Bill and Ted 3? And kill me. <laughs> I never saw Bill and Ted 1, and I really don't feel like my life has been, you know... But you saw 2. Vain. I never saw any of them. I haven't seen any Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. I saw Biodome. I figured that was pretty much the same thing. <laughs> yeah, Biodome, pretty much. It's the only thing that Keanu can really act in, though. So It's, well, it's the, the only time right. he's actually doing something. Well, the first two... facial expression. At least the first two had George Carlin. That's true. And yeah. George Carlin is awesome no matter what he does. But... <laughs> the third one clearly will not. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Hey, they could bring it back like Tupac. But yeah, they, we could bring it back have, like uh, Tupac. William Sadler, who played the Grim Reaper in Ted 2. Uh, well... Okay, you clearly missed the God. whole Tupac reference there. No, no. Yeah. Yeah, you clearly did because they made him a hologram and actually did bring him back. They brought him back at Coachella. Oh, he danced God. on stage with he danced on stage with Snoop. Yeah, you want to impress it was me? Scan awesome, actually. It was you want to cool. impress me? Scan him into Red Dwarf as the eight, as the hologram. Then I'll be impressed. <laughs> I think you probably could at this point. Yeah, probably. Or if we get a Robert Picardo hologram going. Oh, that would be the best. Are you kidding me? Ooh, sexy EMH. <laughs> Please define the nature of the emergency. It's a very sexy emergency. <laughs> the emergency. <laughs> Emergencies in my oh, pants. I need some ad blast <laughs> up in Wait here. a minute. This show is so degenerate. I have a question for, for our guest. Dave. Um. Dave, how would you create a steampunk hologram? Um, you know, I have absolutely no idea. Hats. Yeah. Lots, hats. Of hats. <laughs> Lots of hats. Hats with gears on them. Yeah. I, I guess I would take a normal hologram and I'd glue some gears on it. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> that works. That works. You know. DIY. Would be pretty fun. Add a so, headlamp. You're great. Or, or I, you know, use one of those opticons with the the double images and that cool thing you look through. Ooh. You know, that would that would probably be a pretty steampunk way to do 3D. That's, yeah. Like a stereographic image? Actually, 
you know, you yeah. know what's really funny is that the Tupac uh, effect was done with that one, um, you know, Victorian age optical illusion. What was it called? Something's ghost. Right. Yeah. Pepper's with, ghost, with, maybe. Pepper's. Yeah. Pepper's ghost with the with the glass, the sheets of glass. Um, it's actually. It's actually funny that you asked this question because a lot of my um, my work I'm doing um, sculptures that animate, so they're very, you know, they're totally 3D, and they come to life, and it's kind of like a hologram except it's real. What? So, right, like the heads of the haunted mansion in Disneyland. <laughs> oh, gotcha. Oh, that's cool. cool. Yeah. Yeah, I never figured out how they get them in the car with you. That's that's pretty amazing. <laughs> It's a scary yeah. part, I think, if they do get in the car with you. <laughs> One of the coolest uh, websites so, that I've seen in uh, a long, long time is uh, the viral website for Prometheus, which is the Wayland Corporation website. Uh, it is possibly one of the scariest things I have ever seen. Javi, you, you, you've been digging Prometheus being the movie that originally started off as a prequel to Blade Runner. Not, no, to Alien. 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 Oh, I'm sorry, Alien. Alien. Sorry. Um, it would make more sense if it was Blade Runner. Anyway. Um, <laughs> it would. Yeah, yes, this website is amazing um, because it's, it's a bunch of commercials and shorts for um, this artificial human being uh, known as David. And... Um, there's there are all kinds of things to explore. You get to you know um, find some cool Easter eggs that allow you to unlock emotions and other things like that. It's just and, and not only that, but it's Michael Fassbender who's um, doing playing the the character of David in the movie, and he's fantastic. Oh, he's, I mean, it's just some of the scariest stuff in there. I mean, just did you did you see the mock TED le uh, lecture in there? On the website? No. Oh, man. No, oh. Just very, very, very cool. Did you say uh, Ted? Are we back to Bill and Ted again? No, 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 no. If, you, oh. if you've never heard, seen the Ted lectures. Ted Talks. Uh, it's called a Ted, Ted Talk. Talk. Sorry. Uh, they're just a series of incredibly cool 10, 15-minute lectures. And this one is... Uh, set 50 years in the future when Prometheus takes place and it is the uh, director of Wayland Corporation talking about what Prometheus is all about. It oh. is scary cool. Absolutely scary cool. Okay. And so our guest tonight <laughs> is probably is cooler than that. Um, we, 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 we have a housekeeping thing. Go see Silver Circle at Boston Comic Con tomorrow. That's right. The reason you want to see them is because they're going to debut their official trailer at Boston Comic Con. Wait, is there, hasn't their movie come out already? No, it has no. not. not yet. Really? Like, really? No. I know, it feels like we've been, we've been seeing it since... We've been covering years. them for, what, like three years now? Two years. <laughs> Yeah. I thought their movie. We, I thought they were. They were saying last year that their movie was coming out at like a film festival or something. It was going to be at Sundance this year. But it wasn't. I don't know. We're going to have to ask them what we said. Yeah, we had Sundance. Did we? I think. All right. I really thought it had come out. I'm so confused. 
Ask the Silver Circle folks when you what, get at there. Boston Comic Con. Okay, sorry. Whether or not their movie is actually. I'll, I'll have to ask them before this podcast comes out. <laughs> come, come over to the Sci Fi Saturday Night Table and ask to be taken to the Silver Circle people. And, and say hi right. to Megan while you're there, and she'll be happy to talk to you about what it's been like from the very beginning of the past two and a half years to put this film together. Is Pasha going? I would think so. Okay, we love them. Hi, guys, we love you. <laughs> love, love, love. Boston Comic Con, love. Absolutely. Anyone else we need to love right now? <laughs> uh, our <not> listeners. <laughs> Let's see, wait, wait, wait. Well, Double can. Midnight Comics is going to be at Boston Comic Con, too, so we should love them. Absolutely love them. And we, lo- and we love Kevin Eastman, and we love Julie Myers, we love Jeremy Bastion. There's a lot of love in this room right now. Tom oh, Stagowski. Mm-hmm. <laughs> ben Templesmith. Um, everyone who's been on our show and who could potentially is, be on our show. Um, just half of Boston Comic Con at this point. <laughs> More like three pretty, quarters, I think. Pretty much, yeah. It's, it's kind of cool to think about it. Dear oh, everyone, Peter. we love you. Don't forget Peter. Right. Oh, and Peter and Sarah and Nicole and Jason and Bob and Kim and and I'm starting to feel joking. like this is this Santa Claus. Is, I was going to say this now. is the end of romper room where and, she's looking with a fake mirror. Dasher and dancer and Jimmy and, and Kirby and, 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 and Cupid and, yeah. and and the, the what what were those girls called that we were across from last time? The, the Riot Girls. The Riot yeah, girls. Riot girls. we love you guys. Brianna <laughs> especially loves you guys. Not just me. Don't creepily loves them too. Hey, 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 hey! Stop that. <laughs> that. That brings up that brings up a good point, though. Thank oh, you to Lord. everyone who has been on our show. I mean, you, yes. you know, we can't do the show without our guests, and we've had some phenomenal guests. Guests like the one week. we have t- tonight. Absolutely. Quotes. Yeah, I said. for his second appearance on Sci-Fi Saturday Night, Dave Gordon, who's going to talk to us about. Steampunk City, something we touched on last time we was here. Dave, welcome. Thank you very much. It's good to be here. Uh, it's good to have you back. Uh, there was so much we wanted to talk to last time, uh, to Charles River Museum and what you're doing there, what's going on on your website, The Enlightened Monkey. But the reason you're here tonight, primarily, is because of Steampunk City, which you're a very important part of. Talk to us about where it is, what it is, and what's going on. Okay, well, it's in Waltham, Mass., which is, in fact, a, a major hub of the Industrial Revolution. Um, and uh, it's it's a really neat opportunity to combine this sort of fictional elements with uh, the city's real industrial industrial history in kind of a uh, strangely seamless, at the same time, really odd way. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I love science fiction conventions. I'm sure you guys do, too. This one's really unique in that um, it's it is in fact a festival and it reaches out to the entire community. So instead of being inside a whole a hotel where you never see the light of day, it's actually taking place on the streets of the city as well as in um, a lot of community-based venues such as the museum. Um, so we've got a, a a big part of the festival is shocking people who are not expecting to see people dressed up in crazy costumes and things, which is a, a nice. lot of. Um, and it's actually, we're already seeing copycat um, kinds of festivals springing up where, where people are trying to do sort of similar, similar things. 
Um, but, you know, I mean, I think one of the things about science fiction that's sort of a problem for it is that it, it some, tends to be such a niche community, and uh, we're constantly having to fight to um, involve people, almost proselytize. So this is a way to do it in a pretty fun way. So there are going to be all kinds of uh, uh, guest events uh, going on during the two days. Uh, the Dale Robertson Blues Band, the Boston Sprockets, Astro Al. <laughs> yeah, Dom a, just a, wants to know if the, the uh, belly dancer chick with the snake will be back. Hello. Um, <laughs> yep, she will be. And uh, we expect there her to have, have her snake. And her snake is not a replicant. So. I am so there. You have no idea. <laughs> nice. So we're also going to have three steam calliopes, all, all oh, you know, playing cool. from actual circus calliopes. Um, we're going to have a real hot air balloon that we're going to be giving rides in. And uh, I'm organizing um, RC blimp races inside the museum, which should be pretty interesting. Very cool. RC blimp. That sounds adorable, actually. <laughs> Yeah, it's actually it's actually pretty much as cool as it sounds. Um, we're having a little trouble figuring out if we can get uh, blimps that run on separate radio frequencies so we can go head to head. So we may end up having to do time trials, but it should still be pretty cool. Where a lot of this is working technology, have you have you guys ever thought of like combining with the Museum of Science, um, doing a big display with them? Uh, well, they've they've spied on us a few times. Um, <laughs> they like they've to, spied on you. Yeah. Um, no, I'm just, we've, we've spied on them too, you know, just show up without announcement and look around and play. Um, <laughs> but, uh, and we've talked to them, but we haven't really done a hell of a lot of working, working together at this point. Um, I love the museum of science. Um, I like our museum more. Oh, um, of course. But, um, but, but why did uh, they have such funny little front legs? Yeah. I mean, a big, a big <laughs> part of the museum is innovation. It's actually part of the name. Um, so we try and do some cutting-edge stuff every once in a while ourselves. Um, so, for instance, for the last um, steampunk show where we had, uh, you know, steampunk pieces, one of them was a, it was an iPhone charger that received its electricity completely wireless, wirelessly. So there was no physical Ooh. connection to the power supply between, you know, with the, the device. That was I need cool. one of those. I think we all do. Yeah, well, I think it's coming. It's just around the corner. Um so and we do we do lots of other kinds of cutting edge stuff. We're we're having an exhibit coming up with a man named Wayne Stratman who does um, all sorts of electrical effects tubes. So you know Jacob's ladders and spark plates and so mm. forth. We're gonna have an entire wall of nothing but um, spark plates. So for like the, it's the hallway as you enter, you just run your hand along it and so forth, generate some sparks. All right. So that should be fun. Well, that's not really the Steampunk Festival. Um, the Steampunk Festival should be pretty amazing. We were talking about really innovative authors, and we actually are going to have um, the uh, premier guy who does Jules Verne, like the one of the world-renowned Jules Verne scholars. Um, and I'll try and pronounce his name. It's John um, Christopher Vault. John Christophe Vault. Yeah. 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 So he'll be speaking there. Actually, he's flying in from France just to, to do the show. Wow. Pretty amazing. I'm going to be doing a class called um, Electronics for Minions. Which is <laughs> minions! Oh, really? Yeah, because there's not enough blinky lights in steampunk, really. You know? I mean, what would, what would the sonic screwdriver be without the light on the top, you know? 
That's right. And the silly so, little noise that it makes too. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So I mean, uh, yeah, and well, that's that's electronics for minions doing that kind of thing. So I mean, I think a lot of electronics can go into these costumes, a lot more than is actually going in them so far, pretty easily. So I hope to give people a, a little boost on doing that sort of thing. Um, lots of stuff for kids. Um, there's actually going to be, um, uh, for kids, there's going to be something which is teaching them to do mimery. And, you know, I don't, I don't necessarily think the, the, the world of mimes, but, you know, anything that has kids being silent, I think, is probably a good thing. <laughs> <laughs> so, brilliant. you know, all the bratty kids, I'm sending them right to the mimes. So the uh, cool the cool thing about this whole festival that I that I'm seeing is that it pretty much encompasses the entire city of Waltham. Yeah, yeah, we've got lots of local businesses that are getting involved. Um, we were just we have the the Watch City Brewery, and last night we were we were there drinking and uh, That's trying a to good keep place up. To it, is that on Moody Street? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's on Moody Street. I and know where doing that is. A special beer for um, Steampunk City, and we were brainstorming names for it so it's right yeah, on the corner near that irish pub yeah right right next to the irish pub both of those venues are going to be having um steampunk music for the night for i guess saturday and and uh, friday nights i never go to that irish pub <laughs> <laughs> never ever not even once a week so the thing is a lot of the events that are taking place throughout the city are open to the public there are a number of uh, special events that are going on, and in order to get to those, they need to purchase a pass. And the right. passes are good for either one day or the two-day event. And they're right. an incredibly reasonable $20 for adults for the two-day pass and $10 for a kid for the two-day pass. Yeah, it's it's crazy. And a lot of the every, a lot of stuff is open to the the general public without a pass, but then there's often a charge. So if you're going to go to more than two things you pretty much might as well just buy the pass. And if you buy the pass, there are even like stores uh, that'll give you discounts if you're wearing the little button pass there. Sure, and the restaurants as well. Wow. Um, both give you be giving discounts. So, and you know, like, so there's a big Indian market there, and uh, in the basement they have like a, a food kiosk. That's one of our venue locations um, inside the Indian market. Um, so we're, you know, we're making connect connections all over the community. Our, our um, con headquarters is going to be in City Hall. Which is, nice! <laughs> which is a Victorian building, in fact. So, I mean, we've really got, like, we, we did it last year. Last year, there was sort of, like, people sort of scratching their heads beforehand, not really understanding what it was. Um, but, you know, we still got a fair amount of co- cooperation. But this year, we're just being greeted with tremendous enthusiasm. So this is the second year. Uh, this is actually the third year we've third. done done something in the town. This is the last year I went, but I wasn't connected to the museum. I had a show at the museum, but I wasn't the artist in residence. Um, and so last year was the the sort of the first time it was the community wide thing. So the the way it worked is that the steampunks in sort of the area didn't really have a home, and the museum because it it sort of had this industrial um, theme to it and all this Victoriana was a natural place for them to go. And our, our museum director is a bit of a visionary, so she sort of saw an opportunity both to do something for the museum and do something good for the community. And it, it grew from that. So the first year, it was supposed to be a, a really a small festival with a, a 
like a thousand people and it ended up being three times the size they were expecting it to be. Um, then they did it last year and they had um, about 10,000 participants and this year they're looking about for 20,000 participants. Whoa, so that's, that's that includes all of the people who are not buying buttons um, and you know just sort of experiencing the free stuff. Um, but it's going to be a big event. You know, it uh, sounds kind of yeah, amazing. It's a, it's a real yeah. sea change in how cons are done. I mean, that's why people are already copying it, even though it's only its third year. Um, so it's it should be pretty spectacular. I mean, you know, how many conventions can you go to where you can actually ride in a hot air balloon? Uh, exactly. Yes, that's yeah. fair. Although the only thing I can think of, Dome, is when we went to Exeter last year for the UFO con. Oh yeah, that was. Yeah, but that, that was, was a the whole, whole town. different experience. <laughs> but it was the whole town involved in it. It was kind of yeah. yes. odd. Yeah. <laughs> a, little, a little bit sweatier. <laughs> Just oh, saying. Oh, and, and the whole, yeah, and less whole, well dressed, I'm sure. And yeah, I mean, there the are other open and out there, and the whole open and out there and free. You know, for the sightseeing and, and the things that they can do. I mean, that's just amazing because you, you're not expecting anything from them. Yeah, absolutely. You know, they could they could just be a part of it without, without you know, and and that's why you know so many people are coming out because they're like, hey, look at all these th these things that we can go see. This is really awesome. That's I mean, great. right, right. And uh, there's so many you know, the, cons the that are, there's so many cons that are the the line between entertainer. Visitor and participant is really is really blurred. I think, you know, I mean, we we expect a huge number of people to be in costume um, for the whole the whole week. Where we're electing a mayor of Steampunk City, um, oh. and the opening um, the opening reception will be um, the mayor's ball um, for his election, and the the nice. real mayor of of Waltham will be handing him the key to the city. <laughs> oh my God. That's very cool. Yeah, if you go to the website, you can vote. Um, and uh, right now, we've we've gone down to two different. We've we had a whole series of candidates. Now we're down to two. Um, one is Baron von Leahy, who is a wealthy businessman, but frankly, he's a bit of a drunk. Um, <laughs> and then we've got um, really Rupert Cornelius, who's an educated ape, which is kind of interesting. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> he's not a drunk, though. I take it. No, he's very. He seems to be pretty much a teetotaler. Um, you know, he's a very polite man or monkey. <laughs> monkey. Yeah. So um, whatever. <laughs> yeah, whatever he is, um, and uh, that should be really spectacular. We've also got a um, queen of steampunk city, um, who's who's pretty impressive. Um, and uh, last time I saw her, she was carrying around a sword. Um, All right. Yeah. It's a bit of a. And uh, we also are going to have some at night. We've got some spectacular events for Saturday night if you want to party a little bit more. Uh, like I said, the bars are, are all doing live music. Um, so we've got quite a few people in there that are pretty impressive. Um, uh, and we're also going to have a, a laser light show, I guess. And we're going to have a mermaid crawl out of the Charles River and climb up the <gasps> smokestack, which is part of the museum. So that should be pretty amazing. So something's going to crawl out of the Charles River and it'll be a good thing? <laughs> yeah. Um, For the I, first I time actually, ever! <laughs> I was actually just standing... I, I, when I was going to the museum today after lunch, I was, I was by the Charles River and two of the biggest snapping turtles that I have ever seen in my life were... Well, let's just say they were getting it on. It was, it was pretty startling. 
<laughs> they were playing some very white music in their heads. <laughs> wow. Yeah, so hopefully they won't crawl out of the river and onto our, our smokestack. What you, but, what you uh, meant, Dead Redhead, was bound to come out. Wow. That's wow. what I meant. <laughs> yeah, clear well, like getting, ba- getting back to what we were talking about, like a steampunk hologram, how does a laser show figure in with, a, with steampunk? Um, well, I think it's the thematically the mermaid. You know, I mean, I think it's the, the what's the content of it. So I guess that's not really a laser show. That's a projection show, perhaps. Ah. So I think it involves lasers. So, Dave, uh, last year you were a participant. Right. In, in, and you, because you were uh, in a, uh, working at the museum. Well, I wasn't working at the museum. I had a, a show at the museum at the time. Okay. And I did a panel um, on Edward Mybridge, which I'll actually be doing again this year. Oh, cool! So I'm teaching. I'm I'm teaching the class from you know um, electronics for minions, and then I'm also doing a lecture on Edward Mybridge, who was he's an amazing dude. He was like steampunk before there was steampunk, which I guess makes him a hipster, so he could listen to your show. <laughs> Yay! Totally. Um, I'm glad you get it. Yeah, but he he. Um, he basically was the first person to photograph things in sequence. So he's famous for showing horses running with all their feet off the ground and led to film. He was also yep. did just amazing photography generally. Um, he was started out in England at the beginning of the Victorian age and went to California during the gold rush um, saw, and was out there selling books before he did photography. And then the other thing he did was that he murdered his wife's lover and was acquitted as a justifiable honor killing. It's a justifiable Woo! honor side oh wow. that's that's that's, that's yeah, why if, i want yeah. to go into animation if that's not enough yeah no that's not if, enough and if that's and not during, enough there there there's there was a google doodle about him the other day yeah no oh, that's right there was yeah and they they used <laughs> i i actually have a website called um moybridge.org which is putting a lot of his photography up online for free at incredibly high resolutions um, and on the Google thing, when they did it, if you if you Google Edward Mybridge, it comes up with my site, like the top three or four. Um, but they did Edward M. Mybridge, so it didn't come up at all. It's kind of annoying. But, Those lame people. Yeah, I know. So I was really, their animation, though, was pretty cool. I was impressed by that. Um, but yeah, so check out my website if you want to. I don't get any money from it. But uh, I actually have the first kiss ever filmed on there, and I've animated it, and it's actually between two naked women, which is kind of interesting. You oh, know, I thought God. of you the other day because I think, and I could be wrong because I don't have the article to back me up, that somebody else was claiming that something else was a first kiss filmed. And I was like, I well, don't think that's true. It depends on how you look at it, right? So, like, there's the generally there's an Edison kiss, which, you know, was done with the Edison as an actual movie stuff. That's considered the first kiss. This predates that by you know a good ten or fifteen years, um, but it wasn't. He wasn't able to show it. You know, he was able to show the individual stills, but he wasn't able to project it in any way. Um, so essentially, you know, me animating it may be the first time that anybody's ever seen it actually animated. Hmm. But that's true for so many things in history, right? So the I mean, I mean, the place of the industrial revolution. Waltham claims to be the birthplace of the Industrial Revolution, and there's a place in Rhode Island that claims to be the birthplace of the Industrial Revolution. You know what? You're, all, you're so they're right. All late, they're all wrong. And 
You know, something else I just, like, brought this to mind, too, is that they keep finding older recordings of people's voices that were never meant to actually be recordings of people's voices. One was someone testing out some sort of, like, seismic device, and, like, they, they, it never meant to be played back. It was just some sort of to detect sound or something bizarre. Right, but it was measuring vibration. Right, sound is exactly. Vibration. So so this guy, like, sang into it, and they actually, like, recreated what he sounded like, and it was really creepy, actually. Right. Yeah, there's there's some theories that ghosts are that sort of thing. You know, like, they're the uh, they're the sort of unintentional recordings. Um, Victorian holograms, if you will. Steampunk holograms. Uh, there you go. Ghosts. Wow. There Challenge achieved. <laughs> Hello, skeptics. Prove a yeah, wrong. Really. Ghosts in the machine, if you will. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, so there you go. That's a connection to the mermaid climbing the smokestack. There you go. Yes. I don't. There are just what? so many, so many cool things. You know, when we met you last year at the uh, steampunk uh, exhibition, uh, which was a phenomenal event. Oh yeah, lots of fun. Um, it was just, you know, so many things going on all at the same time. It is literally a culture shift and, and an overload all at the same time. Just so many things happening at the same time. And this has got to be that times like 10. Yeah, and of it course a lot of the people really who do those other, those, you know, it's sort of like um, those cons are family get-togetherings, get-togethers, and this is like, you know, a city-wide meeting. You know, I mean, there are a lot of the same people who do those cons will come to this one, but the, they'll instead of just interacting with each other, they'll interact with the larger community. Um, which Dave, is- uh, uh, um, one thing I, I wonder about is steampunk to me seems to be it's almost a science or a genre based on an aesthetic. It's almost like the look of the 19th century inspires people in the 21st. I mean, what is it about gears and uh, steam power and dirigibles and so forth that gets people in today's world interested in science? Yeah, you know, we've been talking about steampunk all this time, and we haven't even told anybody what it is. Yeah. I mean, your, your, your audience is pretty, pretty knowledgeable, but... Well, they're all they hipsters, are. so they knew about it before <laughs> it was cool. They are hipsters. I mean, like, they're, they're already over steampunk. It's too mainstream. Right, right. Yeah. So, but I mean, the basic idea just to, and I'll answer your question. The basic idea is, what if Victorian technology continued and we didn't have solid-state devices? Instead, it was all steam-based and Babbage engine-based instead of digital computer-based. Um, what would the, the world look like now? Um, and uh, it's a lot of Victoriana, so it's a lot of Victorian clothing, except people wear their underwear on the outside, which is pretty weird. And by underwear, I mean corset. Oh, we'll um, see that at the Boston Comic Con. Yeah, yeah, yeah we will. <laughs> Queen Victoria would be very upset about that. Um, like, but um, uh, I think I think one of the things that's really – I mean, for a lot of us who are artists who are coming at from art as opposed to those who are coming at it from literature – it's not so much that, that we embrace steampunk, it's that we embrace the same sort of aesthetic values that the steampunks embrace. And that's about, you know, exposing technology and sort of a Victorian a sense of Victorian elegance um, rather than sort of imagining what Jules Verne is doing. We're taking modern technology and we're approaching it from sort of any, a more ancient perspective, if that makes sense. Um, so, like, the, the if you... 
if if you were a Victorian and for the first time you saw a steam engine, you'd be completely blown away by it. You would have seen nothing like it before. Uh, but then someone could go and, and take you over to the steam engine and show you all the parts and explain to you how it actually worked. Um, and if you compare that to like an, an iPod, it's just a, an iPhone, it's just a, a magic bar. You know, it's, it's totally inaccessible. It's just a, a sealed brick. Um, and I think a lot of what's interesting about steampunk is flipping that on its head and actually exposing the technology. And in, in the, the sort of aesthetic, it's really using a lot of very high-tech stuff, but for this sort of primitive look, if that makes sense. You know, and, and the problem is you can explain it all you want, but you really need to experience it. Because as many times as I had it explained to me, until I was actually immersed in it, it, it was just a, a whole different event than anything you can imagine. So if you're going to be in the Charlestown area, if you're going to be there, and you're going to be hanging around anyway, and you got nothing to do, uh, check it out. It is probably going to be one of the more interesting things you've ever seen. It's the entire city has come together to put the Steampunk City Festival together. And it's May 11th, 12th, and 13th. In Waltham, Massachusetts. It's, it's the Watch City Festival, the original steampunk city. Um, so, and you guys should broadcast live from it. You know, you should come down. Um, and uh, if people can't go, there are lots of things you can see on the internet. You know, so Dave was was that an invitation? Yeah, absolutely. You guys want to come down? Uh, yeah, we can do that. <laughs> yeah. What's the weekend again? Um, yeah, we should be able. I have to confirm it with the director of the museum. May 11th, um, 12th, who's, and 13th. Who's, who's nearby? What, what do you think, Ellen, director of the museum? Can we invite them down to broadcast from the event? They're more than welcome to come down. She, that's, that's the green light right there. You guys can come down um, and, uh, you know, broadcast from it. Um, and uh, we'll even give you free passes for our already extraordinarily cheap event. And we will. Do what we can to uh, bring people into it, to see it. The Watch City Festival, May 11th, 12th, 13th in Waltham, Massachusetts. Dave, thank you for joining us. And you know, there's still so much we haven't talked about. So I guess at some point you're going to have to come back again. Oh, I'm more than willing to do that. And, uh, you know, I, I'd be happy to show you guys around the museum, too. That I think would be... A that would be awesome. That would be, oh, that would be great. Thanks um, so much, Dave. Yep, no problem at all. So, well, let us know about whether or not you want to come down to broadcast. Absolutely. We will let you know. All right. All right. Illustrator X. Yes. Is it about that time? Yes, it is. Well, this weekend you're all at the Boston Comic Con, but next weekend have we got a treat for you. Hugo Award winner. Nebula Award winner, sci-fi legend, author, Norman Spinrad will be our guest next week. <laughs> well, I, I'm glad you didn't like build that up too much or anything. No. <laughs> okay, guys, I think the end music is broken. What's going on? I can't... Oh, no. Oh! oh. Quick, hum. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. Then on May 5th, Summit City Comic Con founder Zach Cruz will give us the inside scoop on this year's guest list. And on May 12th, from Brown Coats to Z-Con, 
Returning guest Mike Dougherty explains it all for us. Sci-Fi Saturday Night is the official podcast of the Boston Comic-Con. Come meet us, the Sci-Fi Saturday Night crew at the Boston Comic-Con this April 21st and 22nd. Tickets are available at bostoncomiccon.com. After the show, visit comicarthouse.com for the best deals on original art from dozens of your favorite artists. Tonight's outro music provided by the Traffic Lights. Theoretically. Pick up their CD, Hold a Folk, at robwattsonline.com. Dome? I want to thank Dave Gordon and the uh, Charles River Museum and all the cool things going on with Steampunk City. And we're going to have links to everything for you on the website. And I want. It's playing backwards. Okay. I don't know why. Wow. It's kind of cool though. Like no, like no other sound is playing backwards. Everything else is fine except for this one. We'd like to thank Gene for being our guest musician. Yeah. You probably just cut the music at this point because it's clearly. (laughs) So I would normally at this point thank the sweetheart of the soundboard, Kriana. But uh, the soundboard doesn't seem to be doing a good job. Hold on, I'm going to fix this. Well, it's okay. (laughs) From the Four Color Vault of Comics, great thanks to Illustrator X and the Dead Redhead. Uh, I love technology. Under the sea, kisses. (laughs) From Outpost Gallifrey, our gaming editor, Awake by John. Fixed it! Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Join us at Boston Comic Con this weekend. Okay, we just lost everyone. That was interesting. Oh, I know.